The Call Room with Connor Burns and Simeon Birnbaum is presented by Hoka. On June 1st, the incredible Hoka Festival of Miles Meet is going down, and guys, this is the ultimate track meet experience that has brought hype and energy to the track for the past 15 years. This event is not your ordinary track meet, as it combines world-class races and distance-focused events with a festival-like atmosphere, music, and national-class talent. This year's field includes Connor Burns, Simeon Birnbaum, Aaron Solomon, Jackson Heidish, Tatum David, Samantha and Nicole Humphreys, and many other stars. As you may have heard on this series, Connor and Simeon have made it known that they'll be chasing after Alan Webb's high school mile record of 353.43, and I personally can't wait to see what happens. So I hope you guys can join us in St. Louis on Thursday, June 1st, or watch for free on Runnerspace to witness history in the making. So don't miss out on the ultimate track meet experience. The Hoka Festival of Miles, where records are broken and memories are made. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Call Room with Connor Burns and Simeon Birnbaum. I'm your host, Dominic, and welcome to episode 8 of this series. It's been so much fun putting on, and today's episode is no exception. In today's episode, we go through a plethora of subjects from track DQs to beef in the sport uh, to recent workouts and training and much, much more. We also answer some listener questions at the end, which was a lot of fun. Before we hop into today's episode, if you have not already done so, please give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You're already listening to this, so it will legitimately take between five and 10 seconds of your time. And many of you listening right now have not done those two things, so I'd greatly appreciate you doing so. And then something all of you can do is share today's episode or the podcast in general with a friend, a teammate, or a family member, someone you think would be positively impacted as a result of today's episode or the podcast in general. Okay, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Connor and Simeon, a pleasure to welcome you guys back on for episode eight. How you guys doing this evening? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, doing great. We're going to start out today's episode. A listener of the podcast sent me a DM after we talked about DQs in a previous episode. He sent me a, a DM with like a news article and what basically the story was, was in the Idaho district meet or something of like, I might butcher some facts here. Two runners, as Connor Burns would do, you know, were jogging it in. They weren't, they weren't taking it too seriously. And as natural friends and, like, somewhat competitors do, I think they held, cro- held hands across the finish line. Um, and they're fast guys. Like, they were actually pretty legit. They could have gone on to compete for some state titles. And they ended up both getting DQ'd, so their season's over. So immediate, uh, immediate response on this, two runners getting DQ'd for holding hands across the finish line and having some fun along the way. Yeah, I saw that in like someone's story, and I almost reposted because that's just like that's just ridiculous. I mean, those officials should be fired from the job for that. That's just like a total abuse of power in my eyes. Like I've I've fist bumped people and like high five people like during district races before. Like that's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's a hundred percent hashtag bad for the sport. Like it's just it's totally uncalled for. You would think something like that would be celebrated. Like two competitors from two separate schools, you know, holding hands across the finish line. <laughs> you know, like that's, I, I think that's pretty cool. Like that's, that's sportsmanship. No, it's a little zesty, but I would have gone with a fist bump personally. But yeah, it's pretty bad. No, nah, it's almost like they had like a kid in the race or something. Like that's how personal they took it. And like their kid was getting lapped by them or something. <laughs> So speaking of fun races, Connor, in your district meet this past week in the 3200, I got like three separate DMs from people 
who are like, you got to bring this up on the podcast. <laughs> They're like, you got to bring up Connor's 3,200 meter race up on the podcast. I'm like, pause, elaborate. What are you talking about? And they told me what you ended up doing. So Connor, I want a deep dive into what exactly went on during this 3,200 race, everything that happened. First to set the scene, right? So I'm doing it in the Mellow Brothers also. This is his first two mile ever. He's a freshman. Um, he's having a little, he's had this, like some injury problems this season. So like, for him, like we were hopeful that like he might be able to qualify in the two mile um and like i figured like hey, if i can slow the race down and make it like super tactical he can maybe outkick someone and get fourth place or whatever um so our district was like i think four like the top six guys in caught in our division and state are in, in our district so it's uh it's rough for him to try and get out of um i think he ended up going like 940 950 or something um but yeah so anyways so one kid um took it out like 70s and 75s whatever and so he kind of dropped brian like 800 in or something and so i tried to like stay with him for a little as much as long as i could and like help him it was like like telling him to like stay focused or whatever and somehow that was construed as teasing my little brother during the race which i loved um i thought that was pretty funny and then so anyway so I, was, I got back up at the pack you know i'm just in the back just zoning out you know having a time looking around the crowd and um during one of these laps like these kids on the infield they yell me yo like yo connor rock paper scissors next lap i'm like that and so next time i come around like on the back stretch we play rock paper scissors and they video it and i thought it was hilarious and they sent me the video later and i put on my story because i thought it was i just thought it was so funny um everyone around there was laughing but you know how these old head coaches get They're like oh i can't be doing that you're bad for the sport blah 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 like no i'm just i'm just relaxed i'm literally running like slower than tempo pace in a t- district meet like I'm, I'm gonna have a good time if i can no. Anyway, so that was that. And then I ended up closing like at 25 or something in flats. So I was just having Jeez. a fun time with that one. I heard something about doing like a, a handstand or like um, a cartwheel in the infield or something. Is that true? And where did that take place? Yeah, well, that, was, that wasn't even during the race. Like that was like I saw these girls making a TikTok. And so like I gritted in the background and they stopped and redid it. And then they did a cartwheel the next time. And then they redid it again. I was like, okay, you guys can just make your TikTok. But I was trying to photobomb them. Love to hear it. Love well, to hear they, it. They should have kept you in. They probably would have gotten like double the. That's views. what I'm saying. If a kid from Idaho or two kids from Idaho get DQ'd for holding hands across the finish line, inevitably I wouldn't be surprised if you got DQ'd for playing rock paper scissors or <laughs> encouraging your brother in the middle of the race. Were there any coaches who filed a protest against you? I don't think any like formal thing was filed. Um, there was one coach who told me afterwards, like, "Yo, like, don't be doing that. Like, stay, like, stay focused. Don't be teasing other runners." I just told him to mind his own business. Like you don't have, like, I don't think the runners you're coaching are at that anywhere close to my level. So you can just, just mind your own business there, buddy. That was a little frustrating. Um, but no, I don't think the officials would DQ me. I think I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little too well known, um, for that to happen. Hopefully. The people want to know, did you win the rock, paper, scissors? I didn't know. If you look at the video, I lost the rock, paper, scissors. So I think we're gonna have to run it back to sectionals. Simeon comment on this, uh, on this legendary 3200 race. Man, um, I'm all for it. You know, he should have definitely won. He could have maybe kept going a couple more laps. Uh, me personally, I probably wouldn't have lost. Or I wouldn't have quit with a loss. Um, but I think it's almost more disrespectful to close in a 25 than rock, paper, scissors. Like, <laughs> I would love to see that closing of just like the kids and then Connor just going, whoosh. like, you, you know, it was just like it's such a joke. And then Simeon, uh, has your postseason started yet? And if so, how the, those races been going? Um, so no, I haven't raced in a while because of my hamstring, but we don't have to qualify for state other than time. So I don't have to do any of these, any of these meets. So I can just focus on training. Interesting. I kind of like that model. 
Connor, what are your what are your thoughts on the time model? That's that's fascinating. I mean, that's what the NCAA does. It's definitely would be preferred. I think that's definitely the smart way to do it. Yeah, from my perspective in Ohio, there are always regions that get mad at other regions because in Ohio it's set up that like specific regions get more spots based on how big they are. And some mm-hmm. of the regions who get less spots run faster than the regions that get more spots. And then those kids kind of miss out on the chance to run states. So I don't know. I don't know if we'll see that model adopted, but I think it I think it makes sense. Um, so that's that's cool. Connor, when is your sectional meet and uh, any any fun plans for that one? Uh, no, it's this Saturday. We do, you know, districts week, sectionals next week, state the next week. Pretty simple structure. Um, no fun plans. We'll see what happens, though. Always trying to have, always looking to have a good time during the races. And then, did your brother end up qualifying for sectionals, or, or did he miss out? No, he missed out. I was, he dropped, he dropped off the pack. There's four people make it, and then there's four of us running like seventy fives. Um, he dropped off that like eight hundred in, so it was unfortunate. But he did make the, he did make it in the four by eight though. And over the past few weeks, we've been talking about beef in the sport. Is it good for the sport? Is it bad for the sport? And um, so, Connor, I guess you have beef with the, the coaches of Missouri. There, there's some beef for you. I, I don't know if they're big on social, but <laughs> you got some competition. Yeah, they're just they're just some old head coaches. Like so many coaches, like like everyone knows me, like a lot of them respect me or whatever. And then there's some that are just grumpy grouches that are just going to like hate on anything I do. So it's it's whatever. <laughs> Simi, and do you have any beef with any coaches? I mean, I know you almost got DQ'd for for flexing on the on the four hundred race. Uh, so I'm assuming you have some enemies in the state of South Dakota. So what's the Simi and Bernbaum uh, coach of South Dakota relationship like? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I have some enemies, but I really don't talk to other coaches. Um, I kind of just like when I show up to meets, I show up like an hour before my race. I race and then I get out. Um, because just because South Dakota meets are like the most like dead things like zero crowd um usually the weather's awful so i I really don't spend any time to socialize with many people outside of my team friends um but yeah i'm sure there's some people who don't like my celebrations and kind of my showmanship at the end of races i think it's so wild to me that people get mad (laughs) at flexing at the end of a race after you've won it or hyping up the crowd <laughs> when you're like winning by 15 seconds. Like, what do you expect them to do? I mean, I guess they would say just run and only run, yeah. but it's like, I don't know. Yeah, he, he could have ran faster if he didn't do that. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, I don't, the thing is in both those races, I didn't really care. Like in the 400, I was just like, I shouldn't be winning this, but I am pretty easily. So I'm going to flex. And then in the mile, if it wasn't like a U.S. standard, I could have cared less. So I'm just going to have fun. I'm curious as a, uh, track fans and fans of the sport is there a specific iconic celebration when you think back to races you've watched or followed that you one day want to emulate or you just look up to you think it was a cool celebration uh gotta go with yeah like the famous Jakob celebration like the little one arm to the crowd or like waving his finger to the crowd i think that's pretty good yeah i'm gonna have to disagree with that take i don't like Jakob's celebration i think i need some work i don't like the the number one throwing up i wish he could be more creative than that um, my favorite is probably Mo Farah. Favorite runner, favorite celebration. You guys are going tame on these. I think there are some really good ones over the years. I think Centro has a bunch of good ones. I like his like phone call one. I loved when uh, Cole Hawker did the shh across the finish line with all the beef yeah. the, the previous days. And then I think the most iconic track celebration, which <laughs> this I'm shocked this guy <laughs> didn't get DQ'd. I want to say it was Michael Johnson, but I could be mistaken. It was like in the 1990s. 
Um, so I could be totally wrong on this. I wasn't alive at that time, so forgive me, the listener who's older and knows what I'm talking about. Basically, it was the 100 meters. I want to say it was the trials or U.S. championships. And he crossed the finish line. He won the 100 meters. As you guys know, that's like the, the famous event in our sport. And he takes off his shoes like they're hot, and he, like, cools them off. And someone he knew, I guess they coordinated this, came on the track with a fire extinguisher and, like, like blew off the spikes. Like, basically, the spikes were on fire. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of preparation and planning, but it was so sick watching on, like, TV. And um, that Insta- I think I saw a clip of that on TikTok. Yeah, yeah really I came across it on Instagram Reels, and it had, like, like almost a million views. It's, like, it's proof that, like, some spiciness to the sport brings the views. Yeah, I'd like to know the planning behind that. Like, who had the fire extinguisher and they were loud on the infield? Like, imagine just standing there with a fire <laughs> yeah. extinguisher. And, like, if if he doesn't win, you're just standing there. You're just posted. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'd like to know more about that planning. So Festival of Miles or Nike Outdoor Nationals, when you guys will be racing with each other, both in the mile, you guys want to beat each other, but you also want to beat specific people in the field. What is the go-to celebration going to be if you cross the finish line, hopefully in a record time, or just winning it in front of a big crowd? What would be the ideal celebration that will get people talking? I don't know. Usually, like, I just kind of throw something up at the end. Um, I don't really put much thought into it and before. Like, I think one time I threw, like, an O or, like, little the two hands up or something. Um, I don't know. Obviously, like, if we were going to go all out, like, maybe, like, bring in a villain mask, you know, just like grab a mask from the crowd, throw that on, take a victory lap. But <laughs> that's like best case scenario. Like if you wanted to do something iconic, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to think about it too much because obviously winning the race is more important. Let's go through recent training. Connor, you go first. Take me through the past week of training. I noticed on Strava, you went right back up to 75 miles per week after your 5K race. So right back into the swing of things, having a good time doing it, <laughs> getting some uh, quality two-mile work in and trainers. So take me through this past week of training and ultimately everything you did. Do we, did we go over the Michigan last week? No, we didn't. No, that was Wednesday. So I don't think we would have. I, I had a good famous Michigan workout tiktok has like half a million i made a tiktok that has like half a million views but for those um yeah thanks to dominic dominic recommended that um so for the, anyone who hasn't seen it or whatever um it was a mile at 413 and then the minute rest then a tempo mile at like 510 um then two minutes rest then into 1200 and this one the, the 1200 hurt a lot that it was, it was that was the roughest rep by far it was like 315 um i was supposed to go a little faster but yeah that one that one was rough and then another minute rest and another tempo mile um, then another 800, which is 159 and then tempo mile and 400 at 54. So yeah, I was very happy with that one. You just took me through one day of training <laughs> as for the full. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well that was, that was kind of it. Um, I wanted, I was, I wanted to do like some more threshold stuff, um, on Friday or something. My dad told me that, uh, the Saturday was gonna be longer than I expected. And it turned out he was very right about that. Um, cause there's like two weather delays, um, and so I just don't think I would have got like all the recovery I would have needed um, if I were to do a tempo. So we ended up not doing that. And then, you know, just longer on Sunday. And then I had a big workout earlier today, like right before I got on the podcast, actually. It was supposed to be like a 1200 time trial, but there's like 90% humidity. So I was pretty rough. Um, I ended up running like 256. So it was not what I, not really what I wanted, um, but it was still a good effort. And then I ended up some close it with some fast 200s, like, Thing like 27 26 26 24 or something so got the legs moving at the end 24 that's nice he's nice with it uh, i'm curious how do you go from uh, both mentally and physically from you know 
very much a taper week where you're going into that 5K, you're wanting to have fresh legs, mentally you're going after this record, and the whole focus and intent is going into the race feeling as good as possible, and with that you're going to bring down the mileage. Whereas the next week, which is this past week, you brought up the mileage to 75 miles per week, the easy runs are longer, the workouts are a little longer and intense. How do you kind of bounce back from that? Uh, I mean, I really know. It's kind of like a little break almost on like the taper weeks. You get like a little calm before the storm, but I'm pretty used to 75 miles a week now. Um, so usually what we do is you kind of take it out a little bit, like two weeks before. I think we're in like 65. And like the week of, it was supposed to be like 55, but we ended up not doing a long run. So it was a little lower than that. But yeah, no, it's, it's like a little break. Simeon, take me through your past week of training, not just one specific workout or day like <laughs> Pretty good workouts. So the first one we did six by K with two minute recovery. I averaged like 257, which was probably the fastest I've, I've ever done it. And it was hot, probably like 75, 80 and pretty humid. So um, really, really hard workout, really hard effort. And then I did um, a four mile tempo. Um, just four miles out, tempo back, average 510, um, just in control. And then same as Connor, just before the workout today, or just before the podcast, I had a workout, and we did 15 one-minute on, one-minute off. So the one-minute ons are probably like 450 pace, and again, it was pretty hot. Um, so just really solid threshold work. Um I mean, if, if you follow my Strava, you'll see why I strained my hamstring in a four by four a couple weeks ago. So it's pretty much like I can still train hard, but I can't do any speed. So I'm pretty limited to some classic Connor Burns training where um, I'm just going to be ripping thresholds. How do you mentally approach that? Where obviously, I'm sure at this time of the year, you want to be doing some quicker work that will give you the confidence going into some of these races. How do you kind of take this step back where you can still train and you're not fully out, but you're probably not doing exactly what you would want to at this time of the year. Yeah, obviously it's frustrating. Um, but you know, you just got to adjust your plan. Like I came into this year, um, wanting to run like hopefully close to a national record in 800. And I mean, that's pretty much not going to happen now. Um, with like, cause pretty much everything has to go perfect to, for me to be able to do that in the 800 and with this little break and with the races coming up so soon, it's just going to, um, me adjusting my plan to maybe focus on longer stuff. So, um, I'm still very grateful. Like I can train hard. It's just probably I'd be training really hard for different races where I may not enjoy as much, but I still think I can, um, run super fast times and, and enjoy, enjoy it. Is it just the hamstring like flares up when you're doing faster work? Like how do you know that exactly you can't do faster work? Just curious. Yeah. So it's a proximal um, hamstring strain. It's pretty low grade, but um, yeah, it's on hamstring stuff. You don't want to stress it at all. And the faster you run, um, the more like stress you put on it. So it's getting better like every day. Like I can run slightly faster every day and, um, I've tested it once in the past week, and I think I got like down to like 420 pace where it started to hurt a little bit. Um, so you just really want to try to avoid the discomfort. Um, and I'm I'm still hopeful in a couple, like maybe in a week or two, I'll be able to start doing faster stuff. But um, even then, it'll be it'll be a bit late to focus on the eight. 
What are some things you're doing in recovery? Like, are you rolling out, taking Epsom salt baths? Like, I'm curious how you're approaching this from a, a recovery healing standpoint. Yeah, um, a lot of rolling out, um, using a mas- massage gun a lot, um, doing some, like, different strength stuff to activate different muscles so I can make sure they're doing their job. I mean, not like they weren't before, um, but just trying to be as perfect as I can be with my my form and stuff. Um, but other than that, there's not much you can do other than just time. And then the state meet is next weekend for you. Is that correct? That's correct. And the plan is to still do that, right? Yep. So the plan, um, no longer the quadruple, but I mean, it's still going to be a quad cause I'm doing the, the medley and then the eight mile and two mile. Um, still a bit of a question mark, you know, I mean, I'll for sure be able to run the longer stuff cause I won't have to run very fast in that. But, um, with regards to some of the shorter stuff, if I'm not fully healthy, I'm probably not going to risk it. Um, just going into these big postseason races. I did forget to bring this up earlier when we were talking about beef as well. Um, I'm kind of trying to perpetuate some beef between Galen Rupp and Connor Burns. I'm not sure if it's working because I have no clue if he's seeing these. <laughs> these Dude, that's that's and impossible. Yeah, that's a lost cause. <laughs> but I, I think I, I love it. I think it's so funny. And I, I still laugh at, at what Simeon said in last episode. <laughs> and now he closed it out. He's like, does anyone even know where Galen is? <laughs> so funny so I, I don't know connor what are your thoughts on uh trying to move up to the marathon to continue this beef with galen i mean i broke his record at 5k i'll run faster at marathon like it's it's just gonna happen i don't know but he's washed I, I i am curious guys uh truly like honest response knowing everything you know about galen and his current fitness and, and situation do you think he could run faster than connor's current 5k i'm gonna say no right now i'm gonna say no he, he just won the a medal at Tokyo in the marathon. Yeah, that's that's um. He did not win a medal at Tokyo. Plus, like, I don't. He won he bronze, played. didn't he? No, that was no. Real. I think that was, that was a couple of years ago. But he still ran the trials and stuff. Oh. Yeah, he made Tokyo. He made Tokyo. But oh. I'm saying current I'm, I'm, day yeah. 2023 fitness. I I don't think I don't think he's running faster than 1337. I mean, even if he's still <laughs> marathon training, I bet he would. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I know absolutely nothing about his training right now, but uh, he could aqua jog seven days a week and probably start running faster than that. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah, he's galing her up. <laughs> like, okay. He's crazy. But I think what he's gotten really good at in this stage of his career is running 450 pace for a long time. But when you get down to whatever it is, 422 per mile, like he probably doesn't touch that much in training, uh, and it's probably harder for him. So. Now I want to see this happen. I want to put some money on this. I think you're going to lose all your money. <laughs> yeah, I would not. It might be the one race I'm not betting on myself. I, I swear he dropped out of like the past few races he's been a part of. So I don't know. I, I'll take this part out because I'm not sure. But I, I think he did a 10-mile race. And like he struggled to hold like 455 pace. Connor Tempo's solo 458 pace. <laughs> so... Guys, I'm going even a step further. Connor Burns versus Galen, they're up in a 10-mile. <laughs> Jeez. Connor Burns to the moon. Well, if you're going to go 10-mile, might as well go half marathon. So Connor Burns is confirmed better half marathon. <laughs> oh, what can man. I say? Before we record next episode, are there any things in training you guys got coming up? Any uh, fun Michigan workouts that we'll see pop up on TikTok or any things of, of that sort that you're looking forward to accomplishing this next week or want to accomplish before the next recording? 
Uh, don't think so. Just sectionals, trying to have fun, and then um, I think a big 400 workout on early next week. So if that goes fast enough, might make a TikTok out of it again. See how well it goes. Um, I'll probably just be doing thresholds, maybe even a double threshold, triple threshold, infinite threshold. That's going to be the name of the game coming up. Um, might have to make a response to Connor's Michigan workout because uh, he kind of called me out in that. So I might have to make my move, but I mean, nothing to mind, like nothing too crazy. Okay, guys, we haven't done listener questions in a while. And I have a feel, I mean, we have so many to go through. I'm only going to pick good ones, but I feel like there are enough good ones that's going to take a little bit. Uh, so let's go through some listener questions. We haven't done them in a while. First one, and I'm not going to say these people's names unless they're easy to pronounce because uh, some usernames are wild. So this guy, this is what I'm talking about when I say usernames are wild. A-N-D-R-3-W-dot-X-L. That's a great username right there. He asks, how do you be the villain? I mean, it's just a lifestyle. Like, if you're a villain, you know you're the villain. Like, you you eat, sleep, and breathe villainous behavior. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be coming out at night, you know? Like, they see you in the back alley. Like, they know you're the villain, you know? Um, I mean, the the whole point of the villain is to go against the hero. So, that's the mission. Who's the hero? <laughs> Another question. Another great username, AEP081903, very unique. Is it friendly or non-friendly competition with Lex and Leo? Up to them, I guess. We'll see. Did Simeon play saxophone first or start running first? That's a good question. Uh, running. I started saxophone in sixth grade. Um, running probably like five years before that. So. Another question. I was running out of the womb. For Simeon, what did it take for him to go from 423 miler to 359 within a year? I don't really know. Um, <laughs> I just ran faster. I mean, there's not much to it. Um, it was kind of my first year training year round. I started lifting a little bit, um, but nothing too crazy. Um, just normal progression. And just for some reason that year, I started running really fast. This podcast has just gotten controversial in nature. So we're just going to embrace it. Um, going off of that from that 423 to the 359, there are always the three same kids that anytime I post anything Simeon related, they'll always <laughs> say something about EPO. <laughs> Dude, I can't get away from it. Every every social media platform, it's EPO kid. Can you explain this to me, Simeon? <laughs> Who are these kids? Where do they come from? And uh, response to these uh, ac- accusations. I have no idea who these kids are. Um, just probably a bunch of kids who are so bad at running they can't comprehend running sub four. I think, I think he's just trying to old. deflect. I think um, they have inside information. He's just trying to deflect. <laughs> I mean I just think I just think they're they don't they don't believe, you know, they don't they don't believe that you can be that good at sixteen, which is kinda sad because I mean honestly like if I can do it, there's probably a lot of other people who can do it. So I mean I feel sorry for them just because they're gonna go through life thinking like other people who are better than them are frauds. So it's their loss. Victim mentality can't be having that honestly facts i think people hate out of you know it's like you have something they don't have something they want they want to be fast I mean, it's, it's, they it's have, the easy they want to have it's the easy way out about that. It's, e- it's easier it's, lo- it's a lot easier to hate than to put in work yeah. oh 100 all i know is they probably saw the villain reel and they were like i want that kind of attention <laughs> and then they had to go <laughs> comment jackson asked this question and i laughed in my head reading through it i have no clue what this means this is like maybe on the same scale of like EPO level comment. He said, is the myth true that no one has ever seen Simeon's eyes? What is that supposed to mean? Just saying he wears glasses all the time. Yeah, bro with, bro with 
um, fighting for a funny comment. Uh, I don't think he got there, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had the right idea. <laughs> Another question from Caden. Who's the better duo, Simeon and Connor or Lex and Leo? And I think it'd be extremely obvious if Connor Burns would throw on a pair of glasses at some point. I think we'll see. Like... I got, my dad yelled at me because I wore my districts. And apparently that, was like show, apparently that was showboating. So I'm going to throw Sunglasses them on for state. Sunglasses are showboating? Come on. Now. I guess so, apparently. How like, is that my showboating? Dad, what? My, my, dad is pretty, my dad is pretty old school. So <laughs> yeah, I might just have to throw them on like on the star line of state. And then so that way he can't do anything about it until afterwards. <laughs> Always not... easier to ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Our, our good friends over at Samin Birnbaum fan page asked thoughts on the new reel. Three question marks. I think it was fire, personally. I think it was fire. It was yeah. pretty fire. I mean, we in, um, they invited Runner Space to collab on it, but they haven't accepted. Um, so, Runner Space, if you're listening, please accept. Connor, this one's for you. Why is Connor always starting beef? Three question marks. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to vibe and have fun in the sport. You know, I've everyone's seen that like like beef does like it gets people interested, and it's a lot more fun than just being a robot. So that's my take behind it. It's usually nothing personal. Usually, it's nothing personal. <laughs> A classic question we got. Uh, very, very classic question. Half tights or split shorts? Definitely half tights. It's split pretty, shorts. It's pretty easy. Split shorts. I think it depends on the distance. I think you guys got to agree with me here. 800 down mm. for sure. Half tights. Mile and up for sure. Split shorts. I think mm. it depends on the distance. No. I think it depends. On... Connor, if I see you running a 400 in split shorts, there's a problem. Yeah, because split shorts are bad in general. Like half tights are, all... half tights are always good. Uh-uh. Nah, we'll see. It's, it's just split shorts. They're just like, you cool down like, better, you're more relaxed. Like, like split shorts are great for like when it's 90, 80 degrees outside. But any any other time, I'm just wearing half tights. Or like an easy run. Like I love me some split short long runs, but no, half tights are for workouts and hard efforts. Great question from Balance by Morgan. She asked, run the same route every day regardless of the run or eat the same dinner every night? Oh, that's neat. Uh, ooh, regardless of the run though. Well, I mean, it feels like a flat... If it was like a flat trail that's like good for running, I feel like I could do that every day instead of eating Con- the same dinner. Connor, you do do that every day. Yeah, um, no, because he said he said like re- regardless of the run. So like I'm not so, going to do a tempo on my gravel roads that just go straight up and down. Like I do I run that route every day for easy runs? Yes. But like I think if it's a good trail, I could do that every day for workouts and easy runs. Well, I pretty much run the same place every day. So definitely going with that. Um, yeah. I'm trying to see Connor rip a Michigan on this, <laughs> on this gravel. <laughs> Goes down 413, dies a slow death. Another question we got: What is the best cereal? I don't know. I'm a really big cereal guy. I haven't, haven't had cereal in a while. I haven't had cereal in a while, but like every kid knows the classics. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta. I don't know. Maybe give me, maybe give me some Honey Nut Cheerios. Ah, uh, no, that's an L. <laughs> that's basic. That is. Yeah, an L. that's. Uh, I'll go Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yes. Pretty yes. basic. How is, yes, how is that, Let's any, go. How is that I, any more I, creative than Honey Nut Cheerios? Honey Nut Cheerios is the most bland basic No, nah, you're just cereal. hating to hate. That, no, it's no, not. That's, I'm that's not, just hating. It's not necessarily that um, Honey Nut Cheerios are basic. They're just not that good. That's like, literally what you said. That's You literally said it was basic. Honey I don't know. Hey, hey, you're hey, just hey, hating to hate. Honey Nut Cheerios are basic, okay? I'm going to put up a Spotify poll right now, okay? If you're listening and, to this, and, go down. Are Honey Nut Cheerios basic, yes or no? I'm saying 1,000%. As yes. opposed to the other option, what do, you, what do you say? Basic and just bad. They're just not that good. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is fire. That's the, I mean, of, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that you can't say that. Let's go, Freddy. He made his appearance. Go to opening move in chess. D4. Easy. 
I don't, I don't also like haven't studied any other systems in a while. So D4 is kind of my only system. Same. You do not, you play E4. E4, never mind, E4. I haven't played chess in a while. I've been slacking. Okay, another, King, King Pong. Another question. What is the best go-to pre-race hype-up song? Um, personally, I don't do hype-up songs. I try to like stay relaxed. Beethoven? Um, no, usually like some classic jazz artists like Ooh. Nina Simone, Aretha Franklin. Ooh. Uh, I Put a Spell on You by Nina Simone is one of my favorites before a race. I mean, it just gets me going. Bro, I'm t- I, hey, Simeon Burnbaum fan page, if you're listening to this, I know you are. I want to see a Simeon Real with that song over it. That would go <laughs> nasty. That would go nasty. All right, I got my playlist up. Oh, some of my favorites got to be Wolves um, by Post Malone or Big Sean or whatever. That's a good one. Headlines from Drake and then Heartless from Kanye. Uh, Those got to be my favorites. Another question. What is the best animated movie? If I was answering this, I got I got to really think about this one. Ratatouille. Damn, this one like requires some deep thought because I haven't like the only one I've seen recently is like Puss in like the newest Puss in Boots and that was a banger. I there was this one Scooby Doo movie I used to watch like on repeat when I was younger. It was like Scooby Doo Pirates Ahoy or something. I I must have watched that at least like fifty times or something. Is that um when they go to like that island? You know, I like, think they, so. They go yeah. on the cruise, bro. I remember yeah, that. I don't yeah, know. Yes, that's so yes, random. Yes. Okay, two more questions. Another one was, what is your favorite quote or thing you try to live by? I prefer a real villain to a false hero. Okay, one final question for you guys to top off the episode. A lot of people want to know about Connor and Simeon and Lex and Leo. I can only ask so much about it, but but this one was good. Who would win in a rap battle, Connor and Simeon or Lex and Leo? Well, that one's pretty easy. Like I don't I don't know if there's much competition there for me and Simeon, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've dropped a couple bars in math class a couple times, um, so I'm I'm no stranger the rap battle scene so i think i could take that down Simeon, you you pulling out the sacks for this well while connor spits some bars no nah, i don't need it we can just go bar for bar there you go well connor and Simeon, a very fun episode love doing this love every episode appreciate you guys any uh any final words or, or thoughts or wisdom to close out today's episode take racing light have fun with it uh follow me on strava i'm yeah, catching okay, connor but... burns i'm catching yeah, keep dreaming keep dreaming Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Running Effect with Dominic Schleter. I don't take your time for granted, and I hope that today's episode impacted you and left you walking away inspired and all the more motivated to chase after your biggest goals and walking away a better version of yourself. Make sure you're following the podcast, have given us a five-star review, and consider sharing with a friend. Through that, we can reach new people and hopefully inspire them in the process. Also, make sure you're following us on social media at The Running Effect to stay up to date on all the exciting projects and all the new episodes coming out. Generally, we release two to three episodes per week, so stay tuned for all of those coming your way shortly. I hope you're running and life is going well. Guys, keep chasing mastery, and I will catch you in next episode.